Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast Network Asia. Hi everyone. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hi everyone and welcome to the Greener Side Podcast, your guide to all things immigration with me, Kring Lakson. And today we are going back to Japan. We are going to talk to an instructor in Japan, Keen Ross Tripoli, who has been in Japan for six years now. She is on an instructor visa and she will tell us all about this visa I know that a lot of the Filipinos in Japan, or at least a lot of the people that I know in Japan, are working there as English instructors. Marami sa mga kakilala ko ang at one time or another nagplano rin, nagbalak din maging mga English teachers sa Japan. So it's good that we finally have someone here. And if you are planning to go to Japan as an instructor, then this episode is for you. Maraming salamat, Keen, for being with us today. Welcome to the Greener Side Podcast. All right. Thank you so much, Kring, for inviting me. I'd be more than happy to share my experiences here. Sana makatulong at some point. <laughs> Oo, I'm sure makakatulong. And thank you rin kay Keen, our Keen. listener, who recommended <laughs> you to us. So, Keen, thank you for recommending Keen. So, Keen, before we begin... You have been in Japan for six years, so tell us your story. Who's Keen? Yeah, so hi, my name is Keen, and I'm from Davao City. I've been here in Japan for almost six years now, specifically this coming September 1st, so yay! I've been working here as an assistant language teacher. We call that ALT, or the English teachers, foreign English teachers. I worked here for six years now. Two years in senior high school, like I was a direct hire, and then four years now for elementary schools for a dispatch company, yes. And you are there on an instructor visa, which is interesting because the, the fact that there's a separate work visa for teachers is something that I don't think I've encountered in my previous interviews before. So, Keen, could you tell us about the instructor visa? What is it and what rights does it give you? Okay, so instructor visa are, they actually have categories. If I'm not mistaken, there is this category one where you go on for a specific, like, direct school. Meron din namang category two na probably that's related to a dispatch company. Yung parang, ano sila, like an agency here in Japan and then you will be sent to other schools and so on. Tsaka mayroon din siyang category 3. I'm not sure what was it about. But it's something that's not within category 1 and category 2. Parang ganun. So it depends if you're gonna be working directly through the Board of Education or you're gonna be going for a private company. Okay, and what do you have right now? Well, I do have an instructor visa for 
the public schools. So I was actually in this dispatch company called Altia Central. So they're only recruiting here within Japan, unfortunately. And hopefully they will do it soon in the Philippines if maayos yung mga issues with Polo. But anyway, the point is, yun siya, we're basically an instructor visa and then we were asked to go with different schools in public schools. So, kumbaga, you were able to get this visa while you were already actively in Japan. Yes, and category 3 pala is when you are working part-time. So, may ganun silang level. Yes. Okay. Ang ano talaga, no, parang laging may struggle mag-apply sa ibang bansa if you're in the Philippines because of the polo process, because of POEA. Well, tell us, <laughs> what was your process for for applying for this visa? Okay, so in my case, I actually, because I was here now in Japan, ang ginawa ko is like, I applied online. We have this website through Gaijinpot. That's really a famous website actually for foreign workers. So yun, um, nag-reply naman yung manager who is basically Graham, and then we just communicated online through emails. I had an interview because the company is located in Nagoya. So I have to have an interview on a Sunday in the afternoon just to meet the recruitment manager. Yes. So you were able to apply through Gaijin Pot, which is the job search in the Philippines. Yes, it's actually not in the Philippines, in Japan. But you can access it in the Philippines if you want to. Because there are schools, private schools, or even like dispatch companies that actually post them, let's say, for, for foreign countries, let's say in the Philippines or in other countries as well. Yeah. So you were able to apply through this online website and your interview was all virtual and you got accepted for the job? Yes. Yeah. So... What was the process from then on when they decided to get you and decided to give you that instructor visa? With the process, it's like because it's a visa-sponsored China company. So what they did is that they just sent me this form to fill out. And then I had my passport and then my residence card or Zaire card. That's what we call that. And then for their end, they're going to give a company profile. Let's say the financial status of the company, and yung contract namin, and it's like how many people are there or information about the employees in the company. Anything that's related to the company side, ibibigay nila yung documents, and then I have to submit it to the immigration office altogether. Yes. Yeah, because there's to be like a bit of process with applying for the instructor visa in that your company has to give a full profile of the company to immigration. And apart from that, you also have to prove that you have the license or the academic career and the professional career. Mm. You considered an instructor. Was it the same for you? To be honest, I didn't really actually have that kind of process. Like, hindi ako pinag-ask or hindi ako binigyan ng ganyang requirements. As long as you just have your basic requirements, like you just have your cards, your residence cards, and so on. Hindi ako nagbigay actually ng resume or something. It wasn't needed actually. Ah, so ang dali lang para sa'yo. Yeah, it was actually easy kasi as long as I do have the documents, yung mga Japanese documents needed here. So, mm. yeah. 
Okay, Japanese documents. So you had your, what did you have from you? Your passport? I had my passport. I had my residence card. We call it diary card and so on. Yung mga ganun lang, basic, basic um, identification cards. I think for those people na nag-ask ng, let's say, if you have an academic background and stuff, I think if they are from the Philippines. Mm-mm. So, mas I think mas very uh, strenuous yung ano process if you're from the Philippines. Kailangan talaga na you're a licensed teacher and in my case I'm not a licensed teacher actually. I just got my education degree. Actually, I got my diploma recently from UPOU. So, while I was still working here at the same time in Japan. So, hindi talaga education yung ano ko, yung major ko. So, yes. Okay. So, dahil nandiyan ka na sa Japan nung time na nag apply ka for the job Mas lenient yung naging process mo and you didn't necessarily have to be a teacher for you to get an instructor visa. Yes. Thank heavens for that. Yeah. Ah. And mm-hmm. I think that this would also apply to our kababayans if they decide to go for a student visa route in Japan wherein mag-aaral muna kayo. And then if you want to stay there longer term, that's when you can start applying for work visas like the instructor visa. Yes, exactly. I actually have a colleague. Um, sa kanya naman, yung status ng visa niya was like something that's related to caregiving. And then he shifted to an instructor visa. It's actually possible. Ah, interesting. Okay, so as long as you're in Japan, mm. hindi strict ang Japan about shifting your profession or yeah, your your visa. Yes, based on ang the type of profession. Yes, ang ano lang nila, ang very strict sila is that if you change companies or let's say if you change companies or change jobs, kailangan mo talaga siyang i-report to immigration because each has specific role in their visa. So for caregiving, mm. iba yung visa na yan. And then if you shifted to education, magiging instructor visa ka na naman. And then they have another style naman. If you work for a kaiwa, or we call it conversation, if I'm not mistaken, like conversation schools, it's a humanities kind of ano na naman, visa. So every job has a specific visa. That's here. Okay. All right. Interesting. So meron talagang different categories depending on the profession in Japan. All right. Sa ating mga kababayan na nasa Pilipinas, no, na gustong mag-apply as instructor sa Japan, would you happen to know how different the process would be for them or what the, the requirements would be? They do actually have like an agency here, like some dispatch companies, if you're going to go for the dispatch companies. There is one, I think, in the Philippines. It's from the company called Interop. They do have a Philippine agency. It's called Chesham. You just have to apply the requirements for there. Like, I don't think you need to have an educational degree as long as you are going to be trained to like be a fluent English teacher and stuff like that. Because I know some people who came directly from the Philippines through that agency. So they have some requirements. They even have some set of tests, if I'm not mistaken. If you fail, then you have to redo it again. And then you're improving your, let's say, your pronunciation. You have to take some English test, if I'm not mistaken. Not sure if it's IELTS or I think it might be IELTS for them. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's good to know that there's agencies in the Philippines to assist Filipinos to go to Japan. Because is it even possible in the first place for a Filipino to apply? as a direct hire in Japan and they would personally have to go through the whole polo process? 
That is a big question. It's, I think, a gray area ngayon with the polo because back then, it's possible. I think nung nag-start at nung 2018, that the, I'm not sure with the year, pero mga ganung time, polo somehow became strict with direct hires. So yun yung parang magiging big catch, I guess, or not unless if you work as a, um, if you already have a permanent residency, then that's a different case. So mas madaling mag-direct hire for that, yes. Okay, all right. Okay, so mas recommended talaga na we go through an agency. Hmm. But for you, so you only needed very basic documents, your passport and your residency card, because at the time you applied, you were already in Japan. So how long did the whole process processing of the visa take for you? It only took one month or I think less than one month to release my visa. Ano kasi ni Japan is if you have full documents, wala kang palya with your documents, they could do it like two weeks to one month. Mm. Okay, good. Yeah, if you have some issues, ang gagawin lang naman nila is like ma-extend siya a little bit longer because they will ask you some questions or like make additional requirements needed or documents needed just to prove uh, you can work and so on. Mm-mm. Yeah, I did see that in japanvisa.com's information that it's usually only about four to six weeks to process an instructor visa, whether you are in Japan or outside of Japan. And we will put that link in the show notes, mga kababayan, no? for you to see the full instructions for Filipinos. But what documents you would basically need is, first of all, an outline of the organization where you're working. Second of all, is document certifying your academic career or a copy of your educational license. The third is the documents that certify your professional career. And lastly, the documents that certify what position you'll be taking up along with the details of this profession, what you're going to do. And as long as I think it meets Japan's requirements of remuneration, which is kumbaga that yung sweldo mo is on par sa sweldo ng local, you will be accepted within four to six weeks. All right, so Keen, may tanong sa atin si Mark and Abby Plaza who was who were our interviewees a few episodes ago and they are residing in Thailand okay. right now. Yeah, wow. on a family, on a work and dependent visa respectively. But they asked if you took any courses in Japan before teaching. What do you mean like courses in Japan like Japanese language or I would suppose I think they would be really pretty much asking any course, but I think, yeah, let's say Japanese language or teaching English as a second language. Ah, okay. Well, in my case, I did have some, like back in the Philippines, I actually had like a Japanese course in my college days. So at least nakatulong yun siya. Pero specifically like yung special courses, to be honest, it's not necessarily here in Japan because... I don't know, for some reason, I think this is also one of my culture shocks in Japan. Japan doesn't really care what degree you have. <laughs> talaga? Wala talaga. It's like, kahit anong master's degree mo or something, it, it's not connected. Ang pinaka-importante talaga sa kanila is whether you can communicate with them in Japanese. So, sa mga nagbabalak talagang pumunta, you prioritize your language learning instead. <laughs> Yes. Mm, that's good to Kaya, know. Well, kay magaya sa akin na it was really hard. Like even if I studied in university for a year about my Japanese language, pag andun ka na talaga in reality, it's like it's gone by the wind. Alam mo yung ganon. Oh, so, 
Yeah. Tinry ko din mag- mag-aral ng Japanese. So, I, I remember one time, 2015, nagpunta akong Japan. Tapos may ano, syempre ang yabang-yabang ko kasi nag-aral ako ng konting Japanese before going there for vacation. Tapos yung very first day na pagdating ko dyan, may tindera, may binibenta siyang pagkain. Tapos sabi ko, uh, nandes ka? What is that? Tapos, tama ba? Nandes ka? Uh, korewa nandes ka? Yeah, yeah. korewa nandes ka. Tapos, edi inexplain niya sa akin in rapid fire Japanese. Sabi ko, shocks. I do not understand anything. Okay, I will switch back to speaking in English <laughs> for the rest of my trip. <laughs> Yun lang yung one experience ko with Japanese. Okay, so you didn't need to learn, don't really need to take any course no. as long as you can communicate yes, in Japanese. Exactly. Pero if you want then to advance your studies, like for example na, let's say, wala ka na talagang experience in English, eh, meron naman mga online courses like TESOL. You can also do that one. They also have like some universities that offer like short workshops, I guess for English teaching and so on. So, might as well join. Parang for additional certification, I guess, because that would be helpful as well in the company instead. Mm-mm. Yeah. Ano nga ba yung TESOL and what is TEFL? I mean, they're actually almost the same. It's like teaching English as a second official language. Mm, okay. Okay. Teaching English as a foreign language. Like how to teach English to foreigners. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, pero same, pero different acronyms lang. Yes, exactly. Okay. And are you aware, keen of any requirements, any changes of requirements for the instructor visa no, post-COVID? They're almost the same pa naman din. Well, probably, if coming from the Philippines, kailangan mo talaga that you have a strict vaccine, like a strict vaccine certificate. And I think, it depends though ha, pero kasi may kilala kasi ako dito na he got vaccinated. He's from UK. He got vaccinated from the UK. Pero hindi inaccept yung kanyang vaccination. Oh so, my gosh, bakit? He has to redo another set of vaccination kasi hindi siya Pfizer, hindi siya Moderna. So... Ah, yeah. yun lang yung tinatanggap nila, Pfizer and Moderna? It seems that way. Uh, Moderna or Takeda, yeah. So, yun. Yung sa kanya naman, Aslaw, bakit ganun? That's weird. Hindi siya basta-basta nakapasok because of that one. So, he has to book another vaccine. So, you have to be careful with that one, I guess. <laughs> eh, di ba, parang karamihan pa naman sa mga inisyo na vaccines sa Pilipinas is yung, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's a Chinese vaccine. AstraZeneca? Uh, may isa pa yung gawa mismo ng China. <laughs> I forgot. I'm not sure that one. Oh, basta ganun. So, I think we have to be like, just a caveat lang. Kasi hindi yun siya after visa ha, pero yun. Yun yung nangyari. So, you have to redo again your set of vaccine if that happens. Well, mga kababayan, we will put a link in the show notes to verify this information. Kasi kung Moderna and Pfizer lang ang tinatanggap nila, oh my gosh. Yes. Imagine having to go through a few rounds again of a booster. Yes. That's true. Hindi pa talaga siya booster. Siguro, double booster na siguro yun. Kasi first, second, and then third dose. Yeah. Oo, by the time na makakapunta ka ng Japan, maka six doses ka na yun total. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That was really the weirdest scenario. And I was like, and it was recent, parang 2020 ata yun eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but keen for Filipinos who are eager to go to Japan on an instructor visa, but they are in the Philippines. 
what are your tips for our kababayans? My biggest tip is really work on your credentials as an English teacher. It may not be necessarily like you have to have a degree in education, but that's a plus. That's really a plus. You can always do like TESOL or like special certifications in teaching English. You could also have at least an experience in teaching English, probably through online tutorials and stuff. Meron namang mga ganung uh, websites actually in the Philippines that you could teach English, especially to Japanese students. So that's possible. Take exams in like English tests probably to see that you can actually do it. Though my special ano naman sa Philippines because we are like almost first language speaker, I guess, for some reason. So valid pa rin siya. And work on your Japanese. Because some companies really allow Filipinos, especially Filipinos, to like be really efficient somehow with your Japanese. Quite basic introduction, enough to talk with the teachers. It's really a plus for them. Yes. Good, good advice. You know what? I would recommend for our kababayans na gustong subukan no, magturo in Japanese. I know this one website called Rare Job. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with that. But yeah, Rare Job is where you teach English to Japanese only, to the Japanese people. Yeah, that's interesting because that's actually my first job or my part-time job. I've Same. been working for a job for nine years, since 2009 to 2019. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. Yun first part-time ko. So rare job, guys. They pay by the hour and it's a Japanese company. And you don't need to be a teacher to, yeah. to teach there as long as you know how to speak English. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's. Uh, thank you f- so much for the advice, Kino. Mm. And I really hope that in the future, it'll be easier for Filipinos to apply, you know, without the need for an agency. But for now, we really do recommend going through an agency. And we will put a link in the show notes for some agencies that you guys could check out to be able to go to Japan on a work visa, whatever visa that may be. We are taking a short break, everyone. When we come back, we are going to talk about Japan's culture and its language with Keen. Hey guys, this is Anjali Dub, the host of the newest podcast called Life in Progress. Join me as I share my new journey of adulthood and help you a little on how you can be the best version of yourself, one podcast at a time. Powered by Podcast Network Asia. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Greener Side podcast with me, Kring Lakson, and with Keen Ross Tripoli, our interviewee who is discussing Japan's instructor visa with us. In this segment, we will talk about the culture of Japan. Keen, you are living in a city called Toyota, which I forgot existed, and uh, you've been in Japan in general for, for six years. Yeah. So you have mentioned and you have stressed for a few times in the last portion na language talaga. Language is, you really have to learn it. So how long did it take you to learn basic Japanese? With my case, paano ba natin sabihin yan? Hindi kasi siya, ano, hindi siya yung ultimate timeline kasi it depends on your exposure to the language. In my case, I think ideal talaga to at least be in constant Japanese for two years. Two years. Two years talaga yung parang, for me, like, could really engage yourself with Japanese. Because in my first job as a direct hire for high school, senior high school, the thing is, 
the Japanese teachers can speak English well. So within two years, hindi ko talaga na practice yung Japanese ko because they were talking to me in English, unfortunately. <laughs> so ang ginagawa ko was for me to go for, uh, meron mga commun- community centers here in Japan in every local government units, they have free Japanese language sessions. So nice. you could actually go for there and then meet a lot of Japanese people. And that's also one of the tips to live here in Japan if you're living alone. Find a niche as much as you can. So they would help you with your Japanese, not only your Japanese, but your everyday life. Kasi ang daming processes here in Japan. Oo nga. I bet with the bureaucracy there, I mean, you would have to go through so many processes when you are actually a foreigner. Because it's not just one visa that you're going to apply for. You will have to renew that and you will have to, what else? Look for a bank. You will have to look for a place to live in. And it's not like people can speak English, diba? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Everything is in Japanese. Oh, so when you moved there, you didn't really know any Japanese at all. Meron ako mga idea, like yung mga dokodeska, where are, where is this, like mga what, when, where, who, why. Ganun lang na questions. Pero ang problem kasi is even if you can speak a little bit, kasi if they feel that you can speak a little bit of Japanese, as you said last time, di ba? Nag-ask ka lang ng Kore Wanandas ka, and the Japanese just went straight Japanese and stuff. Dun palang parang ha amo ikai onegaishimas. I have to do it again and stuff. And and errors with the language. Yeah. Oo nga. So, that was one culture shock for you. Were there any other culture shocks for you? I guess it would be the time. So, I mean, I think you've probably seen it on your uh, website, siguro, on, if you researched it. Pinaka very shocking moment talaga yung time. Like, even one minute or like one second late ka lang, it makes a lot of difference. I remember when I have to ride on a train, Tapos na delay lang siya ng one minute, it caused a lot of problems along the talaga? way. As in one delay lang talaga siya. Like, imagine mo kasi each time, kaya ma'am na-notice mo sa Shinkansen or sa bullet trains, may specific talaga sa na 8.59, mga ganong level because may other plans yung mga Japanese people and then, you know, appointments and stuff. So pag na-miss lang yan ng one minute, as in sira talaga yung timeline. Gosh, and is it true that if that happens, parang mag issue yung train ng card to say na na-late kami, so, you know, you can present it to your company or to your doctor na, oh, na, oh sabi ng, ng train na-late sila, so ito yung excuse card nila. Yes, each train <laughs> issue that kind of like a ticket, like, okay, uh, this train is delayed for this day and stuff like that, yeah. <gasps> oh my gosh, mga kababayan na-late ako sa interview na to by a few seconds, so pasensya na. Pero <laughs> I was running on Filipino time, okay? <laughs> Another time then. Because for example, when you have appointments, kaya nga, if you notice, like I was in the Zoom like 10 minutes or even 15 minutes earlier. Because here, if you have an appointment, you have to be 10 minutes early Talaga? before the time. <gasps> Oo. Hindi 15, 20 minutes because you're quite earlier. So dapat kung before the meeting, it's either 10 minutes before. Oh, yeah. so people there... Yeah, so people there are, if you have an appointment with someone, they'll be there 10 minutes before. Yes, that, that's like an ideal time. Or it depends on each company, sa, pero on the general basis, 10 minutes is okay. Mm. Yeah, baka 30 minutes or one, pag 30 minutes early ka naman, parang it's also a problem for them. Kasi 
paano ka nila i-entertain and stuff like that. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I have this, when I was still studying here in New Zealand, I had a Japanese friend and I think he was making the most out of, you know, this lax sense of punctuality. So he was organizing a party one time at, nag-start na yung party, siya yung organizer ha, nag-start na yung party, 30 minutes later wala pa rin siya. Sabi namin, nasa na siya? Porkit wala na siya sa Japan, parang sinagad-sagat naman niya. Ayun. Kasi ganun talaga sila with time. And... So you are working in a in a school. What do you notice is the difference, you know, with the way that education is delivered in Japan versus in the Philippines? Ah, that's a good question. One of the biggest culture shock for me in terms of education is that in the Philippines, we do have yung award system. We do have first years, honor rolls, and stuff. We never have that one here in Japan. Mm, talaga? So, walang ganun silang competitive level. It's more like it's a collective kind of culture. If you fail at some point, hanapan ka talaga nila ng ways, remedials, redo the test for you to move up. Hindi yung parang may rank number one, rank number two, rank number three. They don't do that. Also, a way for the kids not to be pressured kasi this is another moment, I guess, for Japanese because Japanese kids are so pressured by their parents. Like, they do extracurricular activities. They go to jukus or cram schools. They have to do some piano lessons. They have to do some English conversation lessons. Imagine mo, elementary pa lang, third grader, grade three students from Mondays to Sundays. My schedule yan sila. <gasps> Grabe. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. Me neither. And I was like, nope, it's supposed to be the time for you to enjoy school and stuff. But hindi. Siguro, I think that's one of the differences, I guess, for kids here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're really being pushed to their limits. Okay. And you said that Japan is having a moment right now. And thus, there is no ranking, no award ceremony in schools. Did they used to have this before? talaga silang ganong system actually. Yeah. So ano pa ba? Ah, another one, school lunches. Yan yung pinaka-favorite ko talaga if you work for public schools. And I think they have it in private schools as well. Meron silang school lunch and it's provided by the city. It's for free for the kids. So <gasps> have it from elementary to junior high school. So every single day, different set of lunch. Every day, my milk. So it's really a healthy meal. Ay, ang ganda naman. At libre talaga siya. Libre siya for the kids, yes. And for the teachers, we have to pay like super cheap, 250 yen. So that's just like five no, 500 pesos for a month. Pero lahat na yan. Wow. <laughs> Akala ko 500 per meal. Per month pala. Per month, like yan. 500 pesos per month. And then you have all the full meals. Like, meron talaga sila may rice, my soup. My konti pa silang jelly for dessert and then my milk and stuff. Yeah. Oh, ang galing naman. Grabe. At masarap naman yung food. Ay, just ko. It's really good. So, kaya nga may mga teachers, Japanese teachers, like, I love working in schools because free lunch, free cheap <laughs> when it's good. It's healthy. Okay, go for it. Ganon. <laughs> oh, yeah. ang saya naman. And so, you are working as an instructor for elementary, tama ba? Yes. Yeah. We actually have a question from Hannah. Hannah is one of our followers and she actually has a few questions for you. She's very interested in your story, but she was asking if you took the TEFL or TESOL route, which I believe you didn't. Is that right? I did. I have a TESOL 
yung certificate online. So I got it while I was still here in Japan. So And yes. she asked if you would recommend, like, ano yung mas mabigat sa kanilang dalawa? Is there any preference for Japan or do all of them hold equal weight? I think they do hold equal weight, yes. All right. Well, that's great. So whether you take TEFL teaching English as a foreign language or TESOL teaching English as a second language, tama ba? Second official language. Okay, that's second official language. Okay, there is no preference. And she was also asking, she asked if mm. there are a lot of Filipino English teachers there. Are Westerners preferred or Filipinos are also like on equal grounds? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I love that one. To be honest, and dami naming English teacher, uh, Filipinos that are English teachers. Thank goodness for that one. Pero on some cities, like for example in Gifu, Merong certain cities, talaga yung main city, I think it was in Tokyo, that they prefer, like, you know, the ones from America, from London, and stuff like that. I mean, from UK and stuff. So it depends on the area. But for now, majority of the cities were really open to Filipino English teachers. Yeah. Mm. And is there, in the major cities, is there like equality at least? Yung mga na mention mong city, hindi ko sure kung big city ba siya or more rural areas? a big city actually so yeah some big cities aren't as much as friendly to Filipino workers mm, yes okay. pero majority naman so far they're embracing the Filipino culture as well so okay lang din pili-pili na lang kung anong prefecture pili-pili anong city yung ano but mostly naman. Okay, mostly. Is there any like uh, any cities that stand out in terms of having a lot of Filipino teachers? I think Toyota. I think I could say Toyota, like this city. Imagine 29 English teachers. Let's say 11 of us are Filipinos. Oh, wow. Madami yun. Yeah. Oh, oh. And are they the same as you in wherein, you know, they're not necessarily, they didn't study becoming teachers yeah, exactly. Yung kilala ko was a former caregiver. He was a psychology graduate. Yung isa naman accountancy graduate. But, well, she did have an experience in teaching, so that's really good. But may iba talagang iba-ibang courses talaga, actually. So, Ang galing. Ang ganda. Ang ganda. Very, ano pala, kumbaga, accessible maging teacher sa Japan for Filipinos, whatever profession you may be. Yes, exactly. You can even, like, change professions in here. So, yeah. That is a very good segue to another question from our follower, Pansit Kenton. Oh, so, wow. Oo, diba? Hindi ko alam yung name niya, Kent or Ken. Sabi lang niya, it's good. Yon. So, from Pansit Kenton, is it okay to use the instructor visa as a route of entry to Japan and then eventually move to corporate? Yes. It's definitely possible, yes. If you do have the confidence, again, with your Japanese language, make sure to get N3, N2, N1. Go for it, yes. Uh, yeah, because I guess if you really want to work for a Japanese company, you would have to achieve business fluency. Yes, exactly. Ideally, that should be N2 or N1. Mm-mm. Yeah, And trust me, it's really hard getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, we had an interview in Japan who is working there, but for the multinational company, Company, and so their primary mode of communication is English. So, kumbaga, if he shifts to corporate, marami namang English-speaking jobs companies dyan, ba? Yes, meron naman. Pero ideal talagang, I mean, based on my anual, yung my experience in here, because I've also was really going for that corporate en route, actually. But it was almost impossible for me because pinaka-requirements talaga nila is to have a JLPT N2 or N1. 
Meron naman silang ano for let's say may mga recruitment agencies I think they actually allow some let's say foreigners who do not have Japanese skills pero we call it mezurashi or it's a bit rare yeah so mm-hmm. ano talaga siya suntok sa buwan if you would be able to find those kinds of companies and you know you've been on your journey of becoming fluent in Japanese for six years now. Ano, ano nang level mo, Kim? To be honest, hindi ko talaga alam kasi I haven't taken my JLPT yet. <laughs> kasi ang ginawa ko kasi is parang nag-unam na ako ng communication because for me, that was really a must for me. So, probably nasa ano siguro ako, mix of N4 and N3 na. Mm, but you're able to interact na in Japanese ano, with your students. Yes, with my students, with the teachers, with the big four people, like the principal, vice principal, mga ganun. Kaya na siya, thank heavens. <laughs> and it took you two years to achieve that type of uh, conversational fluency? Ideally, kitalaga two years. But in my case, I could say it took me like six years until now. <laughs> really sure, like, okay, I think I'm getting what you're trying to say kind of feels. Ah, gets. Because I understand that Japanese is a very contextual language yeah. where you have to feel the atmosphere. You have to, uh, you have to feel the air the, oh, before oh. you to understand the context of uh, what they are saying. Right. Meron pa sa lang tinatawag na polite languages or keigo na even Japanese people are finding it hard to, let's say, deliver. Mm. And how different are? Sorry, I'm jumping from question to question, but. You're exposed to kids and teenagers. Mm. What are their attitudes? How do you notice how different are they from, you know, from uh, Filipino children, Filipino adolescents? Okay, that's really an interesting one. Siguro, that is another culture shock for me in Japanese culture for kids. Majority or some people might not agree with me, but this is how I observed. Kids are somehow, I don't want to say this word, they're a bit spoiled. <laughs> super spoiled kids. Like on the outside, parang nakikita mo sa limo nakikita na nagbabaw sila and everything. But once they are in school, God, they have different like alter egos. Talaga. Akin, <laughs> alam mo, it was so. Hala ko nga na Filipinos could be a bit rude with teachers. Naisip ko yung backlan kasi naging pasaway rin ako. Eh. I mean, I napalayas rin ako ng teacher sa ano. Alam mo yung sa <laughs> sa hallway. Kamaingo ganong level. Napalabas naman ako at that moment. Pero talaga, iba yung mga bata dito, they could easily disrespect their teachers. Talaga? What a shock! I know. Ako mismo nga parang, wow, they could even use the middle finger in their teacher. <gasps> Grabe. That means, right? Oo. Tapos may times din na, they could talk back with their teacher, even the vice principal. They could easily talk back and say bad words in front of them. Well, where did this gall came from? The audacity. I know. I think siguro, ito yung na-notice ko ha, for, based on my experience, they see school as like a semi-playground. Okay. Not like a <laughs> venue. Kasi sa atin sa Philippines, parang ini-invive yung ano natin na we have to respect the teachers, teachers are authority. At some point, in their case, it's not. Mm-hmm. Teachers are like a little bit of a playmates. Ganun. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So paglabas naman nila sa school, nagiging ano naman sila naging proper. Pag nasa school na sila, ayun na, makikita mo na yung mga mga dirty na kulay. <laughs> Oo, oh, nandoon na siya. May mga moments nga na students would be like walking around, just easily go out of the classroom 
or sometimes worst case na yung alam mong ikatapon yung take chairs <gasps> grabe ganong level yes you will encounter that one in public schools oh, oh I think the ano yung that's their way of venting out their anger frustration at having their schedules packed from Monday to Sunday <laughs> yeah I think so too yun yung la- one way for them na makawala sa haula at some point Mm-mm. yeah and our follower, Gui, asked if this profession of teaching English in Japan is something that you see yourself doing in the long term or is it more of a short term thing for you? Well, for now, I could say it could be a long term, I guess, pero hindi siya yung magiging 100% major priority, I guess. Because I was thinking if I'm going to be an English teacher for a long time, it's not going to be a full-time thing because I do have some plans in the Philippines at the same time. I think it's more like a safety net for me mm. to have an here in Japan and then do something else in the Philippines. Right. Like this investments and stuff like that. So at least if something happens, my extra pa rin akong pera. <laughs> Alam mo na, just to fill in whatever I need in the Philippines. Mm, okay, and at least pwede mong balikan ang pagiging teacher. Yes. If, you know, plans don't go according to plan, then yes. there's always that fallback of being a teacher. But Kim, we do hear a lot of issues within Japan and I would like to know what you think because you are living there. Could you tell us what issues the country faces? Well, if we're talking about issue like a big a macro scale one, probably it's the economy. <laughs> like people say like, ah, okay lang yan kasi Japan is leaning on to exports, though the economy is good. And stuff like that. But no, Japan's economy is not really going better than you can imagine. I mean, especially with the COVID scenario, ang daming mga restaurants that really closed, ang daming mga long-term talaga na establishments that really closed. And then since in time memorial of the pandemic, Japan closed its borders until recently, right? It means we have to do a lot of, let's say, boosting the local tourism by going out and stuff like that. But it wasn't enough. That's the biggest issue. Number two, probably would be overworking. I mean, we do work in the Philippines. We have like part-time jobs and stuff. Pero dito talaga sa Japan, parang you live to work. Okay. Environment, they do have it. That's why sometimes may nakikita kang, alam mo yung mga salary man, yung people who work in the corporate world, na natutulog sa train station. Like, alam yung lasing na lasing in the middle of the road because it's like, Work and then drink on the weekend. Work and then drink on the weekend. Yun. Yeah, it, yeah. Work and then the boss invites you for a drink. You drink with the boss and you cannot leave until the boss leaves. <laughs> yeah, that is true. With, with the drinking session, you cannot easily say no because they're your the seniority thing. Yeah. Oh, ganon. What if you say no? <laughs> In a polite way, but as much as possible, less chances for that. Ganon. Oh. Ano, pag close-close kayo, possible, pero andun pa rin yung superiority, ganun. Another probably issues here, probably in terms of routine, if you get it into our routine na. They will say like, Japan is fun because you get to see a lot of good places, good food. But if you just have the basic routine, it is not really a good thing in the long run. Really? What is a basic routine? 
yung you go to work and then you go ah. home and you go to work and you go to home. Ano, wala siyang differences, I guess. So, mm. parang may mga, di ba, higher chances of suicide and stuff like that. Kasi nga, Japan, if you're living alone in Japan, it's really a lonely country. Yeah, I keep hearing that. I mean, the suicide rates in Japan have always been high mm. and people don't really confide their problems to anyone. Is this because they don't want to burden people with their problems? Exactly, yeah. Gosh, these are very well known. I would like to know your opinion though because Japan is always on the lowest for all developed countries in terms of equality for women. So what was your experience on this? What's your take on this? Oh yes, that is definitely true. Alam at some point, maraming moments actually, even in the trains, that you get harassed. <gasps> Talaga? Yeah. I never expected that I will experience it. Ako nga, in the first place, parang, ah, okay. And then, it's really true. They have this, what we call, sekuhara, or sexual harassment for women. Mm-hmm. Parang, you're less priority in terms of the salary. I heard about that one that's actually pretty common. But for big companies, medyo, they're improving. But for like, Foods or common companies may ganun pa rin silang unfair treatment. And then some companies actually do not have maternity leave. Talaga? So, Grabe. Yeah, some of them actually. So kailangan talagang you have to consult with Hello Work. Hello Work is like an unemployment agency here in Japan. They would assist you sometimes if may mga ganung issues along the way. Yeah. And that's true. So unfortunately. Oh, that is really upsetting to hear. Mm. And grabe, ang ganda pa naman kasi ng Japan. But there are so many, nami talagang societal issues. I think it's a, a product of also the, of their past, of trying to industrialize very quickly after the war. And the the system just hasn't kept up with the times. It's still working on the pre uh, the post-war system yeah well do you see yourself living there in the long term because i have a feeling that you plan to go back home soon for now hindi pa ako pwedeng umuwi so i'm thinking of staying here for a bit longer time actually yes mm-hmm. 10 years or maybe 10 or 15 years it depends yeah more I could, yeah i could still consider japan as probably a second home here's the thing i cannot see myself as an employee in the Philippines. Right. I can see myself more as an employee here in Japan because work-wise, ethic-wise, I do love the working environment here, except for the you-live-to-work environment. Nevertheless, I see myself like, you know, working with the Japanese environment rather than with the Filipino environment. I was thinking probably because I've uh, started building my assets naman in the Philippines, so I might be working here in Japan and I could continue or start building my own business in the Philippines. Both ways, it's possible. If not, then I'm thinking of actually not going, staying here in Japan, but moving to a different country. I'm not sure where, yeah. Yeah, well, you have the experience under your belt. So I think you're going to find it much easier for your next countries. Although for you, do you think Japan is your greener side, Kim? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I could say this is basically my greener side. Japan is a greener side for me in terms of access to benefits, healthcare, housing, and dami talagang benefits. And of course, income. Yes. Without living in Japan, I wouldn't be able to start building my assets in the Philippines. Nice. Oh, kasi you work in a public school, so everything is funded for you by the government? Not really. I actually have to do it by myself. Even if I work for public schools, I was under a dispatch company. So it's a private company as well. It's self, I think I should 
self-sufficient, I guess. Yung lahat ng ano, sources here. I have to do everything by myself. Mm-mm. Yeah. But, but uh, with the help of government at but, some point. Yeah. But with the help of the government. But yeah, I think living by your own wherever you are in the world does give a sense of self-sufficiency, of self-independence. Yeah. And right. it's just good to hear that you look like you have plans for yourself. A very concrete clear plan for your future. Any last words before we finish off the episode? For those people who are planning to go here in Japan as an instructor visa, or yes, I would suggest probably would be to find connections as much as you can. That would really help a lot. Let's say improve your Japanese as much as you can and be prepared to the worst case scenario here because you will encounter a lot of worst case scenario here. Basic premise to live here in Japan is to be flexible at all times. Hmm. Hmm. Can you expound on that? <laughs> kasi si Japan kasi meron silang mga as you said, diba, we do Japan has a lot of procedures and definitely it takes a lot of documents to do so. From moving from one place to another, you have to go through another set of applications. If you know how to do that by yourself, be flexible enough to find your niche, a good community to help you with find good Filipinos to really support you with, it would be really making a lot of difference. Okay. So, be meticulous, be mm. detail-oriented, find a support system, and yes. yeah, find your niche. Yes, Top tips exactly. to live in Japan. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Kin, for being with us and for just advising us on all things Japan. And thank you to our listeners for listening. If you like this show, do subscribe to our Spotify or our Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, on TikTok, na hindi active, pero we exist there. You can send us an email, send us an audiogram. If you love us, you can buy us a coffee for uh, $2, I think, or $1 lang ba. And yeah, just keep in touch. Thank you so much again, everyone. This is Kring Lak with Keen Ross Tripoli and this is The Greener Side. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, But sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.